Good evening and welcome to another edition of 48 Shades of Football, everyone's favourite English language podcast about the K-League. Uh, I'm joined this week by Paul. Uh, how are you doing, Paul? Tired. Tired. Great intro. I also think I'm, uh, I'm too much of a big name for this podcast now. No, no, no. Paul's with a short. P-O-L. It's still, it's still short. I think if it was someone like Anthony or Jennifer or Pollyanna... Maybe, but Paul's still a very short name, yeah? I'll change it by deed, Paul, then. <laughs> so you did choose the intro music this week. You chose, am I right in saying it was Directing Traffic by Inspiro Carpus? Yep. Uh, you wanna, before we get into the podcast, you want to tell us uh, why you chose that and not the one that, that was written by Stevie during the week? Well, firstly, he's not quite finished his yet. <laughs> okay. Um, but Directing Traffic is because... Uh, the big announcement about what the police were going to do was made this week. Uh, they've declined to recruit players. Um, not quite sure whether they're going to model along in League Two with half a team, in okay. K2 with half a team, or whether they'll be whether all the players will be, re- re- will be reassigned to direct traffic. Okay, so I can just imagine Jose Jong standing outside Sangam directing all the cars into the stadium, right? <laughs> Like one of those uh, North Korean masses in there. <laughs> Maybe we could just get him a job, a job in a food truck. Just, just to get him through the season, right? There is a food truck for sale. Is there? If he's interested. Oh, if you're interested, even. It's not by any chance the, the world-famous heart attack one, is it? The Chumbuk food truck, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that, we'll discuss that off, off, off podcast then. So, okay, so you... Well, I'm just thinking, you and me going half, so half, half on a, a death van... Okay. <laughs> well now that we're both in the K1 I guess Well actually wait a minute Now that Son I'm on the K1 Don't quite know where Son are going to be right But we could take it around the away grounds right Before going into the game Okay so obviously spoiler alert there from Paul The decision has been made from the police So we're going to talk hopefully not too much about that uh, Which does mean that we'll then look at the playoffs Which have been finalised in terms of the K2 teams uh, We'll give you a quick a very brief review of the K2 season. Uh, the K-League 1 is back after the international break. Uh, I'm sure you watched the international games. I know I didn't. Um, I kind of did. But I do have my I told you so t-shirt on right now with Wang Yi Joe underneath it. The photograph of Wang Yi Joe and it was I told you so. Um, never argue with Scotsman about football, so I'm going to say uh, we'll talk about the John Book manager. Can we talk about his boots? Uh, we'll talk about his boots when we talk about his goals. Um, and we'll talk about what's happening with the John Book manager, as I said, uh, which might be why we chose a particular outro. And then I guess you'll give us a preview of the K1 coming up because my career in football is finished as far as I'm concerned, yeah? Shouldn't you be uh, like scouting for next season? <laughs> There's no need to. We'll be playing inch on in the relegation battle on the last day. Um, okay, so start with the K2. Yep. Decision was made, yep. uh, long awaited, three deadlines, um, resulting in the decision about who would get promoted. T- 
taking place after the final set of fixtures. So basically, I went into Tanchon uh, on the last day of the season with nobody really knowing uh, what was happening. Um, but I say nobody knowing what was happening, that was because I met most of the guys about 11 o'clock we drank soju and a katnasaki and to be perfectly honest I don't know what happened in the game so <laughs> I had to watch the highlights the following day um, but basically the announcement was you want to let the listeners know Paul I you took actually. such an avid interest in it I do but I didn't actually read the announcement <laughs> okay. so. so the announcement basically was kind of what most people expected the police are not going to recruit any further, they are literally the auxiliary police force is going to be no longer phased out in the next couple of years, whatever. I must say, I don't feel as safe on the streets of Seoul anymore. Yeah, I don't feel safe the fact that there's only 90 year olds with huge glasses and riot shields twice the size of them running around protecting me, but I guess, I guess that's for a different podcast. That's for my FAC podcast. <laughs> but anyway, um, so that's announcement. The police are no more. Uh, so, so Songnam were. So let me ask my mum's question. Deserved they promoted? But as my mum asked you various times, will Songnam get promoted this year? Um, are you confident? I'm ninety percent confident that they will get promoted after the announcement that they got promoted. <laughs> but it's Songnam, right? So I think it's probably wise. To have, I, w- I wouldn't say ten percent dose of, of healthy <laughs> scepticism, but at I least one percent. I think the, the big issue is that you know there's a lot can happen between now and March. Yeah. Uh, particularly with a council like, like Songnam, so we'll see if we actually play the K1. I'll get back to you then. But yes, we got promoted, deservedly so. And. Uh, Providing they do make it to the start line, will they be like Kyungnam or will, will they be like um, Kwangju? Well, Kwangju's first season was okay. They, it was their second season, I guess, right? right well, will, will they be like Kyungnam or will they be like Suwon? Oh, they'll be like Suwon FC, I reckon. Good Suwon. Um, I would be stunned. I don't think they'll get relegated. I mean, just far away yet, but um, I think definitely. Um, they're not going to be challenging John Book for the title. That's it any time soon. That's for that's for sure. So I'll give you some uh, inside City Hall knowledge. Okay. It's not about specifically about Songnam, but about City Hall in general. Mm-hmm. Um, in case of Seoul, we've had our budget. Um, what, how much we can spend? We, that's been known to us since about July. Um, okay. And it's all about, in, in the case of Seoul, it'll all be finalised tomorrow, like rubber stamped. Okay. So I'm wondering if they've uh, given a budget for a K2 team or a K1 team or if there's any kind of contingencies. No, yeah, it'd be interesting, right? Because once, well, they can apply, theoretically, they, they can apply for extra, like, budget next, at some point next year. But their initial budget will have been based on certain assumptions, right? I mean, the rumours, according to his own personal um, Instagram or some form of social media is that a, a Martinique internationalist journeyman, 32 year old, Mart- don't, don't, Martinique. Martinique. Don't ask me his name. Matai, I can't remember actually. Uh, but he apparently put on his own social media that he's joined Songnam or will be joining Songnam. Songnam. So, you know, Martinique isn't like a, a proper FIFA nation, right? I, I didn't, but he can probably, probably he, he probably just missed out on the France World Cup squad. 
he's that good. I'm pretty, and Mbappe was like, it was a, it was a, it was give or take, it was a toss up between him and Mbappe, but they went with Mbappe. I'm pretty sure Martinique is like a affiliate nation in North America, but not a full FIFA. I have no idea, but I guess if anyone does know. Uh, please let us know via Twitter or e- Gmail or on our blog or somewhere. <laughs> but I would imagine that the fact that the uh, if that's true, Solnam have already got one of their foreigner slots filled for next year. So it was kind of, I think they were obviously pretty certain that they were getting promoted. So I'm going to imagine that the budget they applied for was that of a K1 team. Or as much as the, the council would let them have. Yeah, yeah basically, yeah. So that does mean that of course, Asan topped the table, uh, but Solnam got promoted in second. Pusan were confirmed in third. Dejan were already confirmed in fourth. And on the final day of the season, Guangzhou confirmed their, their position as fifth. They absolutely humped whoever it was they were playing. Yeah. So, basically what, what that means is that the playoffs are now finalised and set. It will be Guangzhou will travel to Dejan to play Dejan, and then the winner of that will play Pusan. And then the winner of that will play Incheon or Seoul or, or Sangju or Chunnam. <laughs> Not Chunnam. Chunnam are getting automatically relegated. So you're saying Chunnam are down? Chunnam are down. There is no... I do not believe Chunnam are going to do anything in the last two games. They, the only slight consolation or slight glimmer of hope that they have is that if Seoul were to destroy Incheon at the weekend, then that would give them that final game of the season, right? Was it Inchon, uh, John Am versus Inchon? But to be honest, I just I don't think John Am have got it in them to be Inchon in the last game, the last day of the season. Anyway, so uh, my money's on John Am going down. Yeah. Okay. So just one other thing that we do we don't know, but that is being rumoured is that the police, the Asan Mugunwa, uh, are looking at moving. The, the same as Ansan Gruners did, are looking at moving um, to a citizen club. Um, so we might actually get to see uh, Asan Ferrets or Asan Rovers. Asan Obi Rovers. Asan Obi well, Rovers. That was Ansan, right? That was Ansan. But surely someone's going to take, take the opportunity this time, right, and go with Asan Obi Rovers. So I had dinner the other day with one well of Well done. I, d- I did think you could put a bit of weight on. With a guy that's uh, quite high up in SK. Okay. And we came to be talking about Cheju United. Uh, and the CEO of whichever company runs Cheju United mm-hmm. says he would love to move away from Cheju, where there's no fans, to another city where there are lots of fans. Yongin? Uh, I said Yongin, and he said, potentially. Um, and I said, Asan might be looking for somewhere. And he said, okay. And I said, but you do realise that you're probably better off in Cheju where there's a captive audience than Asan where there isn't really anybody. I mean, the the fan groups seem to, the, the fan forums, the fan groups seem to be kind of, they seem to have united behind the idea of Asan continuing as a club. I mean, that stadium, I don't know if you've been to the, the, the stadium, but it's a, it's, it's a pretty sweet stadium. It's, it's a nice stadium. Uh, I went there last year for the playoffs in the minus 20 or something like that but Is it not the one where they play national games? It may be, yeah uh, Yisushin In the uh, Chonan Asan area, right? Yeah, yeah 
Um, I mean, technically, you know, it, there's a bus link directly from Chonanas and KTX. Um, so, I mean, maybe SK could, could could go there, you know, start a team, and it might not have the empty stadiums that they have in Sogripo, right? Because right now, I mean, no one's turning out for the Jeju Games at all, right? I'm not sure it'll be any different anywhere else, to be honest. Probably not, probably not. K-League's dead. Long live the K-League. Okay, so, uh, police, we don't know what's going to happen with people that just said John. Uh, he obviously can't, I guess, can't go back to um, FC Seoul. He could just fake his military service, fake his community service, though. Um, wouldn't be the third person this week to have done that. I'm sure that's just the tip of the iceberg. Oh, you've been reading tweets again, haven't you? I, um, I would be surprised if anyone's actually done their community service, to be honest. I think, I mean, you, I, I don't know if you read during the week, but some judo champion... Um, some Olympic medalist or something uh, also faked his community service um, so it does yeah it does sound as if the, the dominoes are falling um, maybe we're going to see some bigger names coming out or getting caught as well yeah yep. so I guess if there's anything else we'll keep you keep you keep you posted I guess yeah okay so that does bring us up to the final set of well the last set of K K1 games, obviously K2 season is now finished, like, uh, there's no point talking about the championship group because not a whole lot is happening other than I think Suwon lost again, right? Um, yep, they um, keep losing. So it, it does look as if, um, unless I'm mistaking, it looks as if there's going to be no um, no ACL within an easy commute for the year of 2019. Uh, well... I mean, John Book, Pohan, Gyeongnam, Ulsan are looking at the, the four probables, right? How far, most likely. How far is Tegu's new game, uh, new ground away from the, the, the KTX station? I don't know. But it's only like an hour and a half on the train. It is, but that's still not really. I mean, that's still, for a 7.30 kickoff means you've still got to be leaving work at 5, right? But what time would you, what time would you leave work for a, a kickoff at the Big Bird? I mean, point, point to, me, to me, it's just extra expense rather than yeah. potentially extra time. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if I was one guarantee that I I made a game the big board, I probably would have to leave around five thirty, right? Because the bus is a little bit unpredictable with traffic. Well, you have yes. to wait. Yes, you have to wait sad and get it. As we found out that time. Yeah. Uh, the the trains are they run on time, so depending on how far it takes to get from how long it takes to get from uh, East Tegu Station to the ground, I don't think. Potentially, there will be too much difference. Okay, it's just an extra sort of forty-five thousand each way. Yeah, for a, an an ACL game. <laughs> but you don't have to go to three, I reckon. Nah, we go to three. I <laughs> know. Oh, actually, they'd be in the uh, no, they'd be winning the cup, right? So they would go straight into the groups. Yeah, but if they don't win the cup, which we're going to get to in a second, and it's Osan that do win the cup, then it's Gyeongnam, Osan, Jongbuk, and Pohang, right? Potentially. Jongbuk, Gyeongbuk. Chumbuk. Mm. Okay, so that brings us on to the FA Cup. Or oh, do you want to talk about what happened in the key one actually? So what happened with FC Seoul? They had a must-win, make-or-break game against Jonah. Uh, they won. They won easily. The, the twelve men of of Seoul. I don't get what you're trying to say. The two penalties were shocking. Is what I'm trying to say. I don't know. They give, I can be clearer if you want. I can let you say the two penalties were really shocking. Okay, let's talk about the first one. Okay, so I, I've actually discussed this on 
numerous occasions, uh, both on the podcast and uh, in conversations. But I think my my feeling is that VAR should never be used for a handball because if you slow down in VAR, this is nothing to do with the So this is just in general. It's happening in the World Cup as well, right? Yeah. If you slow down. The, a video replay of a handball. Every handball looks like ball to hand. It looks like hand to ball. Everyone looks deliberate. I don't believe for one minute. If you watch it with like you know fifty different angles and all slowed down, everyone's going to look like oh that's a handball. So personally, I don't think it was a deliberate handball whatsoever in the Seoul game. Uh, the, the guy went down with his head. The guy went to head it, and his hand was the way he was moving. It hit his hand. But the ball hit his hand. I don't think he was trying to palm the ball away. I, I, I actually don't think he was. But any VAR uh, like analysis of or a VAR you know like replay of um, of a handball is always going to give the penalty. So I, I'm not saying it was cheating, but I, I think VAR itself shouldn't be used for handballs. Okay. Do you want to respond to that? Um. No, I'm just going to have this bit cut out because it's complete rubbish. <laughs> okay, okay. It's, it's embarrassing. It's not a top, like, so, I mean, don't you think that if you, if you slow down a replay of any handball in the box, it, it's, going to, it's, oh, it's always going to look like a penalty, right? This, this was a cross that came in uh-huh. that he tried to head clear uh-huh. and, and which had hit his hand. We're not talking about being the, the ball being blasted at him from like a metre away. But you did say that you correctly said he tried to head clear. And the ball hit, hit his hand. But he didn't get anywhere near it with his head. His hand was over the, uh, the strike. Because he was tussling with the striker, right? His hand was over the, the striker's shoulder when it was actually the ball hit his midriff. And it, huh? it was about his midriff. But anyway, was the, the, he, he, had, he had the player between him and the ball when his hand hit the ball, right? His hand was like. I think his hand was out as, as defenders do. To, to kind of like try and prevent the striker from, from getting to the ball. He, went, he, would, he was trying to head it. So, I, so I, I not, it's nothing to do with it. So maybe, I don't think it was a so penalty. maybe it was a penalty for uh, obstruction then. Then fine, give that one then. Give that one, I'll I, I, I agree with that. I'm not going to agree with a penalty for handball in that situation. Okay, and the second penalty? I, I, I'm, I'm assuming it was Park who dived. 90th, 90th minute or so? Yeah, shocking. Unless you're 100% certain you do not give a penalty that important in the 94th minute. Have you seen the replay? I've seen the replay. I've seen the replay of both. There's never a penalty. The, 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 uh, the Chunnam defender goes to punt the ball away, mm-hmm. swings at air, and kicks Park. Yeah. So it's not a penalty. So in the heat of the moment... Park dived. You're right, yeah. In the heat of the moment... What was it? Actually, was it last time? Mr. Tumbles, right? <laughs> That's right. So it was. I guess we'll use it this week again, right? Uh... Mm. In in the actual real time, it didn't look like a penalty to yeah, me. Yeah. But when I saw the replay, I thought, yeah, he has actually clocked him there. I still think it was that. So you might say you're kind of Gary Lineker saying, oh, he earned that, or he's got every right to go down there because he's been. Uh, I I just think he dived. I, I, I personally think he dived but because uh, it's Park. Um, I don't. Actually, I actually know he dived. But, but Park is the exact same as. Uh, I, I'm as, sure. Uh, I'm, good. I, I'm sure that he uh, felt. The, the Chonnam player kick him uh, and probably went down quite easily. Yeah. But he didn't dive after being not touched. He was touched, fair enough. There was contact, yes. And when if you look at the replay in slow motion, it's not like one of those where they get touched small and throw themselves down in a really weird way. He does go down quite naturally. Uh, 
it might be just some lightweight. I think if both penalties had been given the opposite way, you'd be still jumping up and down. I'd be saying, seeing them given and. <laughs> I thought you would. And I can understand why it's been given, but it, it, it kind of rankles with me. Okay. I'm sure that should be my, my unbiased opinion. Of course it would be, of course it would be. I mean, at the end of the day, is a Wanderson had like, what, three chances? Were they like three one on ones, four one on ones, or something like that? Like, I mean, Jonham had more than enough chances to, to, to kill Sol off before either of the two penalties. Well, before the, the penalty, anyway. So. But both teams had lots of chances throughout the game. So. Yeah. So it was a very open game from what I saw of it. Um, so, quick question: Do you think? Uh, do you now feel that you will be in the K1 for sure next year? That you only need a point from the next game? I said a point from your your two remaining games, right? Yeah, we need to. We well, we got the two teams below us. Incheon at home this weekend. Sangju away for the last game. Yep. They do need approximately. Uh, what have they got at the moment? They've got 40 points, uh, so they're four, clear, four points clear of, uh, of Incheon, three points clear of Sangju. Uh, one point. One point, well, I mean, one point sees them above Incheon, right? Yes, so one point means that so So basically, I draw with Incheon, and so I'll be in the K1 next year. Mm, yeah. Regardless of what Sangju do. Yep. But if they lose to Incheon and Sangju win, even a draw probably wouldn't save them. Okay. Because they're three points ahead of Sangju, but they've got the exact same goal scored, 40 goals scored each. So if they lose... So if they lose the next two games... Then and, and Incheon's win the two games. Yeah, yeah, but basically, yeah, there's actually a song them, right? Uh, can't see it happening. I think they'll get the draw on, on Sunday or Saturday. Saturday, right? Yeah. Will you be there? No. I will. Okay. I'll be in Shanghai. Well, if there's any consolation, I'll be in a wee end. So there you go. Taking my, I'm, I'm, I'm taking my niece to the game. So why, why the away end? Because uh, I don't want to be there, and so. Secure. I'll give you free survival. tickets for the home end. Couldn't pay me to go. Okay, so that, I guess that probably wraps up the only interesting things in the K1, right? I mean, we, we talked about the fact that Sobri John Arm, so uh, big big games coming up, yeah? Obviously, there, there was no um, international, uh, sorry, there was no, <laughs> there was no international, but there was no K1 games last weekend because of the international uh, break. Uh, Korea played the Socceroos. Yeah, I believe in a good um, stadium in Brisbane. Okay, and then played Uzbekistan in a poor stadium in Brisbane. Yeah, did they play like in that gymnasium or something? The pitch wasn't very good for the second game. Yeah. Okay, uh, first game uh, finished one each. Uh, Korea versus Australia. Bangy Joe scored. Yep. Um, There's a, a lovely pass through from. Uh, I forget now, but uh, it was a long pass, long ball. Bangy Joe ran on, slid it past the keeper, one nil. After that, they just defended resolutely until the 94th minute, uh, and then, yeah. I believe there was big. Uh, it was it was old Celtic Celtic legend Tam Rogic that who drove the ball at the goal, uh, saved by the keeper, and then the rebound was turned in or something. Um, so it I came. It's a corner, right? Uh, and you can see how Vento's got career much more organised, right? He had a line of six, six, and then a meter in front. He had a line of three. 
okay. to try and defend the keeper. Um, somehow those nine players all missed the ball, and it broke to uh, one of the Socceroos, and he he shot it in. The goalie spilled it. I brought it Tom. Uh, it was Tom Rogic, the Celtic player. Yeah, uh, and it was turned in. Bye. Um... Obviously it was a, I can't remember his first name, but it was a guy who plays for Hibs. It was a Martin Boyle. Uh, but I think it was a boy who plays for Hibs. No, he scored. Well, definitely, there was a, a guy playing for, for Hibs in the soccer race team. He scored. Well. If it was Boyle, he scored twice against Lebanon last night. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about then. Uh, against Australia, it was. No, I can't remember. Okay. So, that was the first game was against Australia, finished one each. Uh, what, how did the Uzbekistan game go? Uh, they won 4 0. 4 0. Weijo scored within the first two, three minutes. Uh, and after that, it was a parade of all the strikers showing their stuff. Um, I don't know, it was Nam, Nam Tee scored first off, right? Then, then Weijo. Then, I forget, but Sokyun scored. Okay. Nam Tee, the, the, the Korean Messi. And then went off injured. Okay. He turned his, turned his knee on a, on a divot. Not good. Um, so, because, I mean, so obviously Huang Yijou is still uh, scoring for for the national team. He still has his shooting boots on. Speaking of which, you you were actually at a you well we we I guess tried to buy his boots. We did. Uh, you were at an auction, charity auction. So, okay, you want to take us through that one? What what happened? Um, is a, a blind auction, so you just write down the maximum price you're willing to pay and whoever writes down the most gets the, the thing. So this was a pair of brand new Puma boots, unworn, size 270, signed by Huang Yijou uh, on each boot. Okay. Um, I don't know what listeners think would be a, a fair price. I, th- I think we put in an offer which was more than fair. Yep, so our offer was 100,000 won. 100,000, which I thought, well, clearly that was less than the going out and buying that same pair of boots unsigned. Yeah. But still, hundred thousand for a given. Given the uh, audience there, I thought that was. Uh, I I was fairly sure we could have bid a lot less and got it, but uh, someone usurped us. Yeah, and we actually paid three hundred and fifty thousand something like that. Some like, yeah. So quite a bit of money as well for for a pair of boots from from my angel, right? Uh, although there was some talk that the person might not understand the concept because he ended up winning like five out of. 20 different auction items worth um, you would have been paying out a couple of million won so okay so maybe maybe he, so we maybe may, the will be back on sale again we may get a call <laughs> saying your second your second best bid won right yeah. as the guy says what I have to pay for boots maybe he was just looking at the size he's like oh 270 I'll just bid 270 because that's what he saw the size was yeah <laughs> okay so obviously Everything going, still going swimmingly well under Bento. Um, you said that they're more organised. Is there any other observations that you would take? I mean, do you think he's got them on the... I mean, the Asian Cup's coming up soon. Uh, would you say he's got them uh, looking like a team that could win the Asian Cup? Um, well, obviously, Australia would be one of the, the challengers, and they drew them. I think he's still unbeaten in his six games, eight yeah, games so, he's yeah. in charge now. So yesterday they were quite entertaining. Um, you saw Moon Sung Min, the Incheon player, yep. doing a so-called Roberto Carlos shot as he bent it in. So they're they're unafraid. They're playing quite nice attacking football. Still look a bit weak at times at the back, but um, 
you'd have to think that they were they'd be there or thereabouts. Okay. So playing a lot better than they did under Uli for sure, right? Yeah. Uh, he's got rid of some of the, the dross from the team. Okay. Uh, put in some uh, young K League players who are doing well, gelling well. Looks like they've got a good kind of atmosphere in the team. Okay. So I guess that will be ruined when he brings Son back into the fold. Yeah, yeah of course. Son young, young, young. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's obviously a, a foreigner who's doing well, like as the Korean manager. Yep. Uh, we obviously have John Anderson who's doing, trying to do well, uh, and Sean got him playing attacking football. And the rumour is that we're down to the shortlist for uh, Chi Kang He's replacement at John Book, and it's well. Wang Sun Hong's name is still stored about. Um, apparently, so is uh, Shin, Shin Tae Young's name is also getting bandied about, but that's never going to happen. Um, and other names are uh, Ivankovic, who I think uh, manages one of the Middle Eastern teams. He's most recently with Persepolis in Iran, took yep. them to the ACL final, which they lost. Okay. Uh, and the other name is a guy called Murai, who used to be Jose Mourinho's assistant. Yeah. Somewhere? Okay. Um, Do you know much about him? Either of them? Um, I can't say, well, I can't say I would look forward to seeing John Wick playing like Chelsea. Okay. With like boring 1-0 draws most of the time. I mean, it's an interesting, if they go for a foreigner, I guess it does kind of, you know, um, make our comments earlier, you know, in podcasts earlier that when we said, you know, that Che would be back within six months, blah, blah, blah. I mean, if they, if they had bring in a foreign coach, there's no way that the Che's, they're just going to fire him after six months, right? So I, I really thought that they would have promoted Che's assistant so that, you know, if it wasn't working out for Che, either, either for Che in China or for the assistant at John Book, yeah. then they would bring Che back to just like seamlessly take back over again. But that's not going to happen if they bring it, if they pay the money to bring a foreigner in, right? So what I'm more curious about is if they're these foreigners who are considering this position, whether they've seen new news about like um, what's his face, Big Phil in China and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera in China, and think they can come to Korea and get handed like 50 million euros to sign Messi. Or I mean. Uh, that's another thing as well. I, I mean, obviously, Incheon brought brought you know Jorn, uh, who obviously didn't come on, on on any kind of budget or any you know like yeah, here's, surely, here's fifty million or something, surely, right? But surely coming to the K League is a step up from uh, being manager of North Korea. Yeah, yeah. So these former the, the managers who have been touted about uh, uh, in terms of you know, the John Book role, you've got to wonder if they do think that they're going to, you know, or you've got to wonder if John Book are going to promise them an absolute shed load uh, of money, right? Um, can't really see it. I mean, but, and also, they have all their foreigners thoughts. I mean, obviously, Adriano, Thiago probably are going to get punted in the, in the, in the summer anyway, right? Oh, yeah. sorry, not, not in the summer, in the close season, right? Okay. Okay, um, so I guess winners and losers time. Um, even though there was no football, any any winners or losers for you this week? Uh, any losers? Uh, the Arsenal fans? Yeah, I guess probably the only loser is 
the Asan fans or the town of you know the, the area of Asan if if there's no team there next year. Uh, for me, winners common sense. Uh, the decision should have been made months ago. Uh, that the police couldn't be be promoted, but yeah, also winners Guangzhou as well. Uh, finishing fifth and still getting a chance to to reclaim their spot in the K1. But but if um, yeah, isn't this kind of a bit like the whole um, John Book nine point deduction thing? Kind of changing the rules halfway through, and yeah, that's why I said the, the decision should have been made when the police first announced that they weren't recruiting. That is when the announcement should have been fixed in stone that the police couldn't get promoted. That that's what should have happened back then. Um, to leave it and leave it and leave it for months and months and months until now, it was was just like, ridiculous. Okay, okay, um, Paul. You're the only one who's, who knows anything about K1 in this podcast. Um, what's happening this weekend? So the return of K1, what's the, what's the big games this weekend? The game that you wouldn't want to miss. Yep. Um, Seoul Incheon. Seoul Incheon. So 2pm uh, kickoff on Saturday? Uh, yep. Do you think, I mean, you've been at Seoul, you've watched Seoul recently, that you were at the John Am game. Like, do you think... So I've got a chance. Do you think they'll 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 hump Inchon like they used to in the past, or do you think it'll be a bit tighter of an affair this uh, time? I don't think they'll hump them. But he, well, against Chunnam last time out, they looked a bit better going forward. Uh, they still lack confidence, uh, and they're still frail at the back. Uh, we know that Inchon have become a lot more attacking. They've scored quite a lot of goals recently, including three away to Kangwon last time out. So, yeah, it should be a good game. Okay. But it's disappointing I can't see it. Okay. Um, what's the other games in the relegation group? Obviously, it's Seoul versus Incheon. What's Sa- the other? Sangju Kangwon at okay. the same time. What do you think? Prediction? Um, Kangwon to win that. Yeah, you would imagine so. And then Chonnam Tegu at 4 pm Saturday. 0 0. Goalless draw. Tegu don't really seem to have anything, but they have nothing to play for. And Chonnam. I don't know. I, I just don't think they have it in them for the battle to, to stay up. Championship group? Uh, on Sunday, Kyongnam Suwon at 2pm. Okay. Ulsan Cheju at the same time. Pohang Chonbuk at 4. Uh, Pohang Chonbuk, a wee win. Ulsan, home win. Kyongnam Suwon, home win. Suwon to be crying. Suwon to be crying. Come the, come the end of the season. Ridiculous to think of a team that actually, you know, started the season looking like they were going to be serious title challengers could actually end up what fifth in the fifth with like out the cup fifth. Um, at the end of the day, like a pretty poor season that when when everything's going to be finished. Yeah. Okay. Anything else to add? Last question for you. Okay. Nations League. Mhm. Must be happy. Yep. Scotland beat Albania. Uh, and then beat Israel. Yep. Uh, so we are now in the playoffs for Euro 2020, uh, as well as being promoted, I think, to Group B. I'm not really sure that this. I'm a bit confused by the whole thing, to be perfectly honest. Been promoted, yeah. You'd be in the same same tier as Germany. Yep. Got relegated. 
As about um, Croatia. Croatia. Who England beat to get through to the, the finals. Okay, Sweden also got promoted. Uh, that's, all I, that's all I saw. Um, I mean. Should this be something we introduce in Asia? Like. Yes. I, I don't know, to be honest. I, I, I guess the idea of the Nations League uh, is it does away with meaningless friendlies at this time of year, right? Uh, so every game that's played actually counts towards something. So before it started, everyone was really confused, right? Yeah. But I think most people would agree that it's, it's worked out quite well with some interesting games, exciting games, things going down to the wire. Like England could have been relegated or won the group, depending on the result of that last game. Yeah. Um, also down the bottom, you've had teams like Gibraltar getting a couple of wins because they're playing teams at, at, the, at their sort of football level as opposed to being humped by Germany yeah actually I discussed this earlier on with one of my teachers when we were talking about you know FIFA stupidly took friendlies into account in terms of their FIFA rankings right so you know if you you have the Germany who are friends against the Faroe Islands San Marino and Gibraltar 7-0 7-0 7-0 let's say FIFA they go Germany are fantastic that's given that they put them up two places Um, so I, I completely agree with you I think what you have is you have teams playing teams at their footballing level so the games are a lot closer or a lot better um, so yeah I mean it's a sad day that Scotland's footballing level was Albania and Israel but Albania qualified for the last Euros yeah so you but, shouldn't necessarily and but, they just beat Wales yeah I know and a friendly but I'm, I'm happy I mean I'm not happy with the manager but that being said uh, you can't complain about two wins but I can't remember the last time Scotland won two games in the bounce are they not competitive three, games are they not three on the bounce now because they won three and lost one of their four games, right? Yeah, but we lost to Israel. We beat Albania, lost to Israel, beat Albania, beat, Al- beat Israel. Ah, okay. So, um, the only thing that I'm worried about is uh, we like the, the Euro and World Cup qualifiers at the moment are the same way it's always been with a, a tier one team through to a tier six team in your group, uh, and I worry this will be a backdoor backdoor way of uh, doing away with that system. Maybe, but I guess we'll. I mean, right now everything seems, everything about it seems to be positive. So let's just see what it takes us. And of course, they are doing the same thing in North America. There's a, there's a Concacaf Nations League as well. Okay. So you got to see that Asia will be watching, and if it's deemed to be successful, I'm sure we'll soon see it introduced. I mean, that would make sense because then what you would have is you would have a like, Korea playing against Korea. Like, you know, Korea, Iran, oh, Uzbekistan, another East Asian, Japan. another EAF Cup, then basically, yeah, yeah, basically, which is obviously in Korea next year in December. Who made that decision? <laughs> Korea in December to host football games is Korea, China, Japan, and Hong Kong. Uh, has it been decided? Yeah, Kong? North Korea lost to, or I can't, I don't know what happened. Last week, but North Korea blew it in the last blew it. So it's, it's China, Japan, Korea, and the team that qualified was Hong Kong. So, yeah, going to be here. Hong Kong, well, those teams are going to be here playing next next December. So that will be that will be a chilly end to the season. I remember the last time uh, the East Asian Cup was here. There might be a blog post about it coming up pretty soon. Okay. Okay. So I guess that, if nothing else, that takes us up to the outro. Obviously, we've talked a lot about, you know, Inchon playing attacking football under John, like, you know, Bento has Korea playing well. 
Uh, John Book are looking, you know, have kind of looked as if they've shortlisted their managerial candidates. All of them are foreigners. So I guess it's time to say, take it away, foreigner, waiting for a girl like you. Waiting for a manager like you. Waiting for a manager like you. Take it away, foreigner. Yeah.